When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester. And Av, listen, you're just not going to get me to say anything bad about Crumley. <laughs> I'm Av Sinensky and Alex... You're making me look like an asshole. And I'm Jim Crumley. And every time we get together, we push and pull like this. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good. Still a Kirby Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss the uh, various members of our Ted Dancing Club, um, which uh, for those who are new to the podcast or, or just need a recollection, uh, in the, in very, at the very beginning of season one of Curb, we meet uh, Larry's two friends, Ted Danson and Richard Lewis. And so we started talking about all the people who came on the show, uh, guest stars. Were they more or less famous than Ted Danson was in 2000? Specifically um, pe- people who played themselves. Yes, who played themselves. And then, or conversely, on the other extreme, were they less famous than Richard Lewis was in 2000? And we kept track of those two groups of people who are sort of like the, the, the highest profile guests. And I guess you could say that the lowest, uh, the, the lesser profile guests that we were surprised are playing themselves as opposed to playing a character that, of course, is also very many famous people, Dustin Hoffman and Brian Cranston and others who, who, who do play characters on the show. So this, yeah, this was just people who were uh, playing themselves. And uh, we have 20, well, before we get into the members of that group, um, we have a special guest here, Jim Crumley, who is definitely the 32 fans group, I would say, uh, a member of the Ted Dancing Club. Um, so, so. Uh, welcome back, Jim. Is this the first time we've podcasted on any podcast about anything? Yeah, I think so. I think Other than it's, li- it, live at Renap in Minneapolis. Right, live at Renap, and then also those uh, those quiz podcasts, I guess, yes. but those probably don't count. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, we figured that you are an expert on uh, um, celebrities of all, of all different uh, eras and epics, and so we thought it would be helpful to have He's you He's calling on. you old, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but to give I, us some perspective. I think, Jim, what are you, like four years older than us or something like that? You just need to be uh, here to tell us who Diane Keaton was. Yeah. <laughs> I think a, a little more than four, probably. Oh. But I, I know I'm probably the most argumentative on the, the group on whatever you say on who's in the Ted Danson Club or mm. not in the Ted Danson Club. So that's that's probably a qualification right there. Just Okay, good. Well, let's start this way. I was going through. There are eight people who were on the show who played themselves who are not members of the Ted Danson Club, and I'm not exactly sure if we're correct to exclude them. So I wanted to ask you guys about, about these eight people um, in no particular order. Albert Brooks? This is veter- like Veterans Committee. Yeah. Admission into the... Yeah, so Al- um, Albert Brooks? I think Albert Brooks definitely not. Less famous? I don't even think it's close. Maybe. And, and, yeah. and so remind me again, we're talking in 2000 for Albert Brooks as well as for Ted Danson. No, no, for Albert no, Brooks, no. it would be 2021 because that's, that's when he yeah. was on the show. And I guess, yeah, he was probably not. Now he's a slightly more famous because he just came out. You know, there's that biography. There's that documentary about him on Max. Yeah. Did either one of you see that? No. Yeah, I saw that. Obviously, I really liked it. 
Um, but um, yeah, I think you're probably right, Av. Uh, no, I'm probably about, right. You're like you're, you're saying, oh, maybe a guy who a documentary was recently about is as famous as Ted Danson. I mean, it was, so obviously it depends what world we're talking about, right? The worlds. Okay, but <laughs> but like in the world of comedy, like that's where Albert Brooks is like considered like you know a Hall of Famer. But we're not talking about the world of comedy. Yeah. We're talking about who's more famous, who's a bigger okay. celebrity. Okay, so let's get to the next one, John Hamm. <laughs> John Hamm, I, I Jim, you can go first. Yeah, that's. I think I think John Hamm probably should be in. John Hamm is very close. Yeah. Um, it's very. It is, this is one of those things where I maybe I could just I'm too much on the like just like the, how big the monoculture plays an mm-hmm. impact where it's like John Hamm feels like a huge celebrity to us, but like I definitely don't think there's as many people who know who John Hamm is now than knew that like the name Ted Danson and the face Ted Danson in the year, in the year 2000, 2000 when we're like we're nine years removed from the Cheers finale being like the most literally the most watched television program in the history of television and like Mad Men was watched by probably like six million people per episode and yeah. I might even be grossly exaggerating it might be two million I have no idea like it's yeah. like, you know what I mean well that's what I was just asking like what world are we talking about the world of like of comedy fans the world of like people who watch Curb Enthusiasm the whole world like America like North America like Bangladesh like yeah every Bangladesh sing- we're doing Bangladesh <laughs> who's more famous in Bangladesh well you said the world the world includes like so to your point actually I, I looked up the metrics for for the members of our, our Ted Danson Club and I, I did I was trying to find ways to sort of grade people's fame okay. um, unfortunately um, I could not find a site that does this in the way I wanted. I did, I did go to to YouGov, which YouGov ranks popularity, like how like how many people know who someone is. And this sort of goes to your point because the YouGov numbers are heavily tilted in favor of of older people, yeah. which leads me to think, yeah, that it doesn't mean like there's just the generations of people who know who Ted Danson is are just more than like nobody over the age of like 70 is going to have heard of John Hamm or, or over some age, right? Um, and um, so so that that's one one way I looked it up. Another way I try to do was Google Google Trends. Of course, Google Trends first of all it only dates back to 2004, which means we missed the first several seasons of Curb, but also. I, you, I can't measure like someone in 2004 versus someone else in 2017. But at the very least, what I did is I took as a search a, a search range for Google Trends when the episodes of that season aired, and I typed and I searched everyone who was a member of the Ted Danson Club from each season, at least against each other, wow. so we can see who who sort of won the Google Trends. So I can give you that I have all that information as well. Awesome. That's actually that's the second tab on the uh, on the on the Ted Danson wow. bracket I shared with you guys. Although, Alex, you did your homework this week. Yeah, I did a little bit of homework. Um, um, so okay, so I I would vote for for John Hamm, but I think you know you might be right. So maybe he, he should. Let's let, let's keep him on the bubble for now. Let's hear what okay. else we have. What about Chris Martin? I don't think so. Now, Chris Martin, I think the thing for Chris Martin is, as a band, I think they're more famous than him as a person. And there are two members of the Ted Anson Club for whom this is very relevant, Dr. Phil and Judge Judy. Dr. Phil has a much higher hit rate than um, Phil... And now I just forgot his last name as I'm talking, which uh, proves the yeah, point. Yeah, I have no idea what his last name is. Yeah. Um, and Judge Judy, right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, sorry. It's, Shine, it's, Shineland, it's, is that Yeah, it's name? Phil McGraw. And uh, yes, and Judy Shineland, same thing. So, um, yeah. So I think Chris Martin probably know about it. I mean, but that, is a, that was a band that was like famous around the world that I don't think anybody knows in Bangladesh who Ted Danson is. But I bet you, I don't know if they know who Chris Martin is, but they probably know the words to like the song, you know, Yellow or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, people wouldn't necessarily identify him by name. Certainly like by, by visual, I don't think Chris Martin is like and immediately like people know who that is he's like yeah you know, has a generic 
white guy look to him. Um, Considering that nobody under the age of 30 can name any of the Beatles, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, um, all right. All right. I got another one, uh, a totally different um, category. Salman Rushdie. Yeah. I, no, he's there's no way Salman Rushdie's. He had a billion people trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't. So he's obviously not that famous. No one could figure out who he was. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's not. He's he's like very famous within like a very sm- small concentrated number of people. He's yeah, certainly not Ted Danson famous. I mean, I think he was like one of the most famous people in the world at a certain point. But I think yeah, people right. forgot about Let, that. Yeah, let's put it this way. If there was a fatwa put out on Ted Danson, he would be dead very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> would be like, oh, that's Ted Danson. Kill him. Wait, so you think the reason Salman Rushdie wasn't killed is because he wasn't famous enough? I don't think it hurt. I don't I think, think it hurt. he was like again. I think he was like the most famous person in the world for like a, a short period of time. Like it was Probably like a, not ever the most famous person in the world. Maybe literally not number one, but he was in the top like ten or twenty. Like he was like it was a massive, massive global thing. Like that this guy right because it wasn't just the West. It was the West and the anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Um, a couple more <laughs> actors who. Probably not uh, in the Tennessee club, but at least I thought. Uh, I wonder if we mentioned them at the time. Christian Slater and David Spade. And I, I don't think we need to discuss them. And then what about John Legend? Yeah. No, definitely no, not. No, John Legend. no de- and definitely not at the time, right? That was like pretty early on in his career, right? Isn't he? He's much more famous now than he was then. I think. Oh, probably that's true. Yeah. And then Barbara Boxer. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. Okay. So John Hamm really. The if only it was Diane Feinstein, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, some of these people who are in this dad dancing club, I think, should be kicked out. I don't know why we allowed them in, and okay. we can dis- we can discuss them. But uh, so we have twenty six members of the Ted dancing club, which means again that that Av and I determined that they were more famous uh, the year that they came on Curb for the first time than Ted dancing was in two thousand. And I threw them up into a bracket just because why not? And we're gonna vote. And on I, I will say that I think in general we were pretty liberal about letting people in because it's just like more fun to let people yeah. in. Yeah. Anything that was kind of like a close call, we're like, yeah, you're in the Ted dancing club. Yeah. By the way, the Richard Lewis Club, very quickly, these people less famous um, than Richard Lewis was in 2000. Mary Steenbergen, Brad Hall, Wanda Sykes, this is 2001, Wanda Sykes, Mike Binder, Michael York, Lou DiMaggio, uh, Christine Taylor, circa 2004, Katie Huffman, Phil Rosenthal, circa 2005, Mark Hirschfield, Christine Lottie, Josh Mankiewicz, Dylan O'Brien, only for me and and Av, because apparently the youngs know who he is. Right. Rick, Rick <laughs> got, Chambers. He got really hardly hard. Yeah dragged for that you and lily collins same thing only yeah. for av and i only for the olds yeah everyone else in the what about you jim do you do you know who dylan o'brien and lily collins were before curb no and i don't now either so okay. All right, okay. <laughs> and you know who richard lewis is yes you yes. know before I, curb yes okay good All right. yeah i i saw him on letterman a lot back in the day i yes. i we needed another argued. middle-aged white guy to confirm our yeah <laughs> i definitely did not know richard lewis before curb but i'm not as plugged into the comedy scene as uh but certainly like, as you've seen like robin hood men in tights yeah, I guess, right. I maybe wasn't plugged I, into the comedy re- before 2000, but, you know, I knew him from just a couple of movies. Yeah, okay, so maybe I remembered him from there, but, like, I certainly wouldn't, couldn't have told you who that, the actor who played, like, the king in Robin Hood, Men and Well, he was. plays King Richard, see, because his name is Richard. Got it, okay. So, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> anyway. um, yeah, yeah I definitely right. would not have known. <laughs> All right, um, okay, so so I have this bracket. I sort of loosely try to divide the people into these, these four regions. It's a little bit of a stretch, because almost all of them are actors, so... Uh, we're going to start, and then I and then I, I sort of randomly handed out uh, seeds here. Don't think too much about it. So we're going to start in the music and directors uh, uh, region of our tournament, and we have Mel Brooks going up against Hugh Hefner. Now you're going to say going up against them in what? Whatever you want. It could be their role on Curb, their role on Society. Oh, got it. Relative to that dancing. Who's a better Jew? 
Yeah, who's a better Jew? Uh, Mel Brooks is a better Jew than so who who is so according to your the previous metrics you were trying to um, shoehorn in here we have to decide between Mel Brooks and Hugh Hefner who is more famous in the world of comedy. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I'm gonna I, I'll go first here in this matchup. I'm gonna vote for Mel Brooks for any of myriad reasons. Like, who do I like more? Who do I enjoy more? Who's like you know content is you know, who's a better Jew? Who is better on Curb for sure? Uh, you know, Mel Brooks is my favorite season of the show is season four. The whole producer's like storyline which is meta in itself in itself like three times and that's like an idea taken from mel brooks that mel brooks then endorses comes on the show it's brilliant i love it hugh hefner you know it's one funny episode where they go to the grotto and whatever but so for me what i don't even know what what metrics i'm using yet but i'm definitely voting for mel brooks here what about you jim yeah i mean hugh hefner would have had a day you know back in the 50s or 60s maybe but uh since then well especially since the internet took off hefner's gone down the tubes and it's got to be mel brooks yeah mel brooks uh still going strong i won't tip my vote since it's uh not necessary <laughs> hold it in reserve that's right well yeah. you, you don't i don't want you to know whether i who i like between the two of them so you, okay. you i might spoil the next matchup all right so this this region which again we call music and directors uh we also have alanis morissette going up against lin-manuel miranda ah why don't you go first this time so you have to vote um, I mean, I obviously like Lin-Manuel Miranda a lot more than I like Alanis Morissette. Um, and it's not, that's not ironic. Um, <laughs> but I, I kind of feel like she was more famous at her height. I mean, I guess that's around her height when she's on the show. Again, it's like Miranda is, again, he's very famous, but like, I think with a small group of people, um, like, like he's like the people's like number one person in the world. But not as many people are as fans of a Broadway musical, even Hamilton, than like, you know, a, a pop star that has number one singles. Mm. So I think Alanis Morissette is uh, the winner, certainly in terms of fame. Um, and that's not going to vote on this vote. I, I don't need to, like, uh, get too cute yet. I'm just going to mm. go purely Ted Dancing Club style. Now, I, I, I will say this just to give you some stats here. Uh, on the last matchup, the YouGov rankings are popularity right now, and it's only people who are alive. So Hugh Hefner dead. The only member of our Ted <laughs> Dancing Club, by the way, who is no longer uh, one of us. Uh, here on planet Earth, so so he does not have a. a oh, that was ranking. a good reason to vote him out anyway. Yeah. So he did. However, I will note this: uh, in 2004, Mel Brooks' season four, Mel Brooks was sixth among the 2004 uh, members of the Titanic Club. We had the most members of the Titanic Club in that season. So he's sixth, not that famous relative to the other members of that season. Of course, that's Ben Stiller and David Schirmer. We'll get to that. Um, Hugh Hefner, the most famous, according to Google Trends, in, of, of everyone in his season of Curb in 2005, who is in the Ted Dancing Club. Um, although as I'm scrolling through it, that is a group of two. It's him and Rosie O'Donnell. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so he beats Rosie O'Donnell. Anyway, so for whatever that's worth. Uh, here in this matchup, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda... Uh, his YouGov ranking is 63, is the lowest of any member of the Ted Danson Club. So to Ob's point, he might be very famous uh, in sort of a, a smaller circle um, than um, than Alanis Morissette, certainly, than Ted Danson. So, um, but that's your vote, Av. What about you, Jim? Yeah, I'm going to go with Alanis as well. I mean, Lynn manuel um, his plot was great on the show, but he just is not famous enough. Yeah, see, and I was going to say, I think I'm largely, at least this far, and I certainly uh, might change my mind, I'm going largely in terms of, like, who did I like more on the show? 
That's is how I'm thinking about it. And to me, I like the Lattice Morissette more than Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel Miranda is in season nine, which is sort of the worst season, the most forgettable yeah. season in a lot of ways. Uh, he's kind of an asshole on the show, which a lot of people play themselves in an asshole version, but like it wasn't really enjoyable to me. Alanis Morissette, uh, you know, I, I thought was pretty good. Um, I liked her. It's, uh, it's, an, it's an earlier, different type of version of Curb. It, it's a time when I think like her coming on the show is like a really big deal, uh, more so than... Um, Anyway, so so I agree. I would have made it a, a full sweep. Now we have uh, there was two people in this bracket who got a buy just because we had a we didn't have thirty two. We had twenty six. Um, so we'll keep here with Alanis Morissette. She's going up against Martin Scorsese. So uh, Scorsese, as some pronounce it. So uh, Alanis Morissette, Martin Scorsese. Everyone's always comparing them. So I know it's cliche <laughs> to it. But um, and um, Jim, what do you think? Who who would you vote for here? Yeah, I, I've I've got to go with Martin Scorsese. Yeah, uh, he. Uh... His his work is has stood the test of time, and I think he's just got to go past Alanis Morissette, who's mm. really kind of stuck in the '90s, unfortunately. Mm. Now remember, okay, and Av, what about you? And they were both on the same season, 2002, which works. Yeah, out. listen, I'm a I'm I'm a movie guy over a music guy. Um, you know, Alanis Morissette was you know had her moment to Jim's point, but she's kind of indistinguishable from like you know, probably a few dozen other like pop stars Whoa. over the years. Um, wow. Well, dozen. from my perspective, as like someone who's like very casual and like, you know, knows, you know, the, the number one song of the summer maybe, but like, I'm not, I don't listen to pop music that much. Um, so like, I, I couldn't tell you like much about her beyond, I don't even know the names of her, so- any of her songs other than ironic. I think it's the only one I know. Um, that's ironic. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, so to, for that, that's just my perspective. Whereas, like, Scorsese is, like, literally, like, he's his Mount Rushmore, like, of almost any filmmaker list you're going to put together. It's like it's like him and Spielberg, and then, like, who else are you filling in? Um, I think for most people, when you're, like, talking about, like, the real, like, all-time greats of, you know, the last couple generations. Um, and I I really enjoyed uh, Marty on the show. So um, I, I love, you know, Larry and the mustache in that episode. Um, so he's going to get he's going to get my vote as well here. All right, I, I will note, so they uh, both come on in season three, Alanis Morissette in season three, episode five, Martin Scorsese, the next episode, episode six. Um, of there, there are nine members of the Ted Dancing Club from season three. It, Google Trends um, from, and, and again, because Google Trends didn't exist before 2004, <laughs> I did everyone from the first four seasons from 2000, 2004, I put through them all in one big bucket together. Um, and, um, in that bucket, uh, I won't get to who's last, cause it's a spoiler, but second to last of that entire bucket is Martin Scorsese with the second lowest Google trends. And Alanis Morissette is number one, number one over Jerry Seinfeld, David Schwimmer, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, Ben Stiller, um, Shaquille O'Neal, Alanis Morissette, more Google searches for her than any of those people. Uh, in 2004, when Shaquille O'Neal, by the way, was like in the Western, it was in the NBA Finals. So, uh, quite surprising to me how dominant she is on Google. Uh, however, uh, in YouGov, it's very close, but Scorsese edges her. Scorsese is known yeah. by 83% of Americans and Morissette only by 81%. So, very close. Uh, Scorsese edges Morissette. Uh, uh, he beats her more easily here in our bracket. He goes to the Elite Eight. So, welcome. Uh, to uh, Mr. Scorsese, who will he meet? She no, did. Bro- she did release a, an album in 2004. Yeah, um, I still can't believe she's number one over Shaq and David Schwimmer. Like yeah. that's the final season. Of but it Friends. wasn't. It wasn't like uh, it doesn't seem like it was a very well received album. So it's yeah, like, that, that that was one of the things that shocked me the most. Um, this is her one, two, shows. three. Yeah, she was. I think he's he was bigger in the 90s more than for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 
Um, all right, so who will who will Martin Scorsese face in the Elite Eight? Mel Brooks uh, or Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck, famously the only member of the Two Dancing Club not credited on the show of Curb. Av, do you remember when he's on? We only see him for a moment. He has no speaking role. Yeah, I don't remember which episode it is, but he was like in a like a department store or something. Uh, I, 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 when there's like a fire drill, right? Yeah, it's it's the hotel where he's trying to have sex uh-huh. through the sheet with Gina Gershon. Oh, okay. Oh, and right, right, right. the fire alarm. Yes, everybody has to quickly exit. I, I think that's what it is. And Ben Affleck is there, and we never even knew was Ben Affleck playing himself. Or was he playing a character because it was never identified? So he was always a question mark whether he even belongs in the Dancing Club or the, the Dustin Hoffman, Brian Cranston Club of, of the most famous people to play a character. So we're not even sure exactly whether he played himself or not, but but very, very famous, obviously. Um, and so he's going up against Mel Brooks here. Av, you go first here. Where, where, which way are you leaning? Yeah, I mean, I just think the tie goes to the guy who we know is playing himself. <laughs> Otherwise, like, what are we doing here? Like, we just, like, made up that he's playing himself. And, like, maybe he was. But I don't know. They, they clearly didn't even think it through. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, Mel Brooks is one of the most iconic cameos in the show. Um, and he's Mel Brooks. And Ben Affleck, for all we know, is, like, playing, like, Steve, who's mm. just, you know, like, picking up the laundry. I will note, according to YouGov, uh, Ben Affleck, known by 95% of Americans, uh, the second most famous member of the Ted Dancing Club. These are using 2023 numbers or 2024 mm-hmm. even maybe now. Uh, do you want to guess who the first one is, either one of you? Who's the only person on this list who, according to YouGov, is more famous? Well, let's, why don't we wait till we get to that person? All right. All right. All right. Unless Kim um, has a good guess. I have no idea. I mean, if I looked at all the names, I could probably I could Yeah, I don't have a guess. Yeah. But yeah, let's just get to it. All right. Uh, who are you voting for, Jim, between Ben Affleck and Mel Brooks? Yeah, this was a tough one. I was leading Ben Affleck till you reminded me that he of the uh, controversy about him even being on this list. But uh, be, based on on that, um, it, it seems suspect that Ben Affleck even got the buy here. It seems like he uh, may have been misseated. I think we got to go with Mel Brooks. So I, I think I did the seating in each in each region based on just the UCAP scores. I think is what I did. So. All right, so we have Mel Brooks against Martin Scorsese. What a what a dynamic matchup here. Who will go to the final four out of this first region? You go first, Jim. Ooh, yeah, this is a tough one. This uh I I I think I've got to lean uh, Martin Scorsese here. Um just just uh I don't know why exactly. Maybe maybe the fact he he is uh he, he he just had a movie come out, so he's uh, a, a little more in the zeitgeist right now. So I'm, I'm going to go with Scorsese. Yeah, he certainly seems to be more in the zeitgeist now. YouGov has them both at 83. So they are tied mm, wow. in terms of YouGov. And um, in uh, for, in 2004, Mel Brooks uh, was um, searched for on Google more than Scorsese. As I already know, mentioned Scorsese was 9th out of 10. So Scorsese right near the bottom. Mel Brooks at 6th out of 10. So in that meaty part of the curve. So according to the internet, Mel Brooks is a little more famous at the time um, for whatever reason. I don't know what Mel Brooks was doing in 2004 other than um, the season of of, of Curb. Uh, how are you voting? Um, This is a close one. Um, I think that you know, with all the surrounding context of what this is, I mean, this is a, this is a curb enthusiasm based thing. Um, that's right. I think we have to go when it's close with the, you know, the, the better match for curb. And like, that's clearly Mel Brooks. I mean, I, I love this. I love the Scorsese um, cameo, but like Mel Brooks, like he also has like a, a, a more iconic, uh, a more memorable face than Scorsese. Like, I don't think that's really people know like would have known instantly when Scorsese appears on the screen and curb like oh that's Marty Scorsese in oh, the those way eyebrows though those eyebrows 
I feel like if you're like if you're like a big film nerd, you know what Marty Scorsese looks like. But like if you're an average Joe on the street, you don't. Whereas I think back then, like I think just like Mel Brooks, his just whole like face and get up is just like so iconic. Like the name, his name just being Mel Brooks, which I assume is uh, nothing close to what his name is. Um, it's just like an iconic name. Um, I guess Scorsese is too, but it's, I don't know. It's a different in a different way. Um, yeah. By the way, yeah, his, 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 his birth name was Melvin James Kaminsky. Melvin James Kaminsky. Yeah, that sounds more yes. like what it would be. Yeah, his father was Max Kaminsky in Williamsburg. Yeah, he changed his name as a teenager to Melvin Brooks. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, you, uh, you sussed that one out. I'm going to vote for Brooks as well for the same reason. Um, I, I do love uh, the idea of Larry, uh, you know, playing a role as an actor on uh, in a Martin Scorsese film. It, it's such... It's just so it's so funny and strange and sort of hard to believe because remember in the world of Curb, Larry's never been an actor. He's only the guy who made Seinfeld. So I really do love that idea. But Mel Brooks, again, responsible for my favorite season. So uh, a pretty easy vote for me here. Uh, let's go to the actors region because none of the okay. people we've spoken about so far are actors, of course. And uh, let us start with our first uh, first round matchup. Av, you go first between Ben Stiller and Elizabeth Banks. Um, I think this is an easy one. I think Ben Stiller, like probably checks all the boxes here. Um, I think he's like, he's better on the show. I think he's more famous. Um, he was like, he was, he was like in like comedy movies when like comedy movies were like really big. Um, whereas I feel like Elizabeth Banks came out, came in like at the end of that, um, much more so. Um, yeah, I mean, also just like the Seinfeld connection. It, it's, this is a clean sweep mm. for me. Like it's not even close. Jim, what about you? Yeah, I've I've got a second Ob's vote there. It's it's Ben Stiller easily. Yep. Um Elizabeth Banks actually the second lowest YouGov ranking. Only seventy two percent of Americans know her right now. Uh she's ahead of only Lynn Manuel Miranda. I thought she was great on uh Curb for what it's worth, but yeah, but Ben Stiller, uh being the angry asshole, um uh who get who uh, quits the show, gets uh, pierced in the eye and everything else the terrible that happens to him. Uh, I agree with you. Ben Stiller has to advance here. Who will he face? Uh interesting matchup, Meg Ryan against Seth Rogan. I'll go first here. I did not even remember Meg Ryan on the show. Uh, she was going to be considered to be cast um, for the role that goes to Cheryl right. during the Seinfeld reunion. But yeah, I, I had minimal memory of her. Seth Rogen obviously has that great conversation with Larry last season. Um, so for me, pretty. I don't. I don't really like Meg Ryan um, uh, in general for other reasons. So um, I know that she was like America's sweetheart in the '90s, and like, how can you possibly not like her? But I don't know. There didn't seem to be a ton of substance there, based on my uh, minimal interaction with her. Um, and so I'm going to vote for for Seth Rogen here. What about you, Jim? Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Seth as well. It's uh, go go with one of the younger people on the list. Try not to uh, have it too dominant with the olds here. And uh, right, Seth's uh, performance was much more memorable. Uh, what about you? Yeah, let's make it a clean sweep. Um, yeah, I I had it took me a few seconds to even remember what Meg Ryan was. I but and and she also it's like she was she wasn't there as close to her prime as I feel like Seth Rogen was. I mean he wasn't a hundred percent in his prime, but like Meg Ryan I think is coming in like ten years after her peak on the Yeah. I think I think you're right, and I was sort of surprised, and that's why again the YouGov number is sort of cumulative. How many people know her? Um, Meg Ryan is more famous than Seth Rogen, according to YouGov, 89% to 87%. Now within the margin of error, it's pretty similar. But the fact that nine out of ten Americans know Meg Ryan, like what has she done since like You've Got Mail or Sleepless in Seattle? I really don't even know anything that like jumps to mind. So, but incredible the staying power, I guess. Whereas Seth Rogen, you know, was it was in diapers probably when Meg Ryan was first most famous <laughs> or pretty close. Um, so Seth Rogen will advance here. And now we have uh, a Jew on Jew, comedian on comedian, uh, real tough matchup here. Uh, ben Stiller against Seth Rogen. So, uh, why don't you go first? 
Um, yeah, this is, I guess, another close one. I mean, these are two like pretty elite, um, you know, comedy movie stars. Um, both very funny on the show. I think I'm going Ben Stiller here. I think Ben Stiller is more memorable. It's also from like just like more peak curb. Like that's you know that's the you know the one of the really top tier um, curb seasons where like now we're kind of more in like fan fictiony curb uh, time periods. You know, kind of how I think of it. Uh, whereas like season four was like that's like when Curb was like the best show on TV. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Ben Stiller here. What about you, Jim? Yeah, well, I'd like to mix things up a bit. I've got to agree with Av. It's it's Ben Stiller, kind of in a blowout for me. His wow. his seasons, his uh, plot line is much more memorable and uh, much more fun. I think. You know, I thought that because we were ranking people, random people with no clear rubric of what the hell we were even doing, there'd be a lot of disagreement. But almost every one of these matchups has been a clean sweep somehow. Um, which was not what I was expecting. I thought, like, well, for sure we need a guest because I'm not going to disagree on everything. We're going to need a tiebreaker. <laughs> Has it really happened? Well, uh, we're, we're we're only like 15% yeah, in. I, like. I, yeah, I have faith in us disagreeing on something. Uh, the next matchup is Diane Keaton against Jonah Hill. Diane Keaton, of course, voice only. Um, this is in uh, the first season of the show. Diane Keaton uh, uh, appears in an episode we never see her. We keep being expecting to see her, but she does talk to Larry on the phone. And it is credited as actually Diane Keaton. So she agreed to give her voice to the show, but not her face, uh, which speaks to, I guess, how big the show was. Uh, Diane Keaton uh, is obviously someone who I would assume most of the youngs are not overly familiar with. But uh, maybe I'm not giving them enough credit to the youngs. I don't know. Um, and and Jonah Hill is, um, you know, I, I think all the youngs know who he is, but uh, even the olds. And now uh, Jonah Hill's about our age off, right? More or less, I would guess. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah I'm gonna say he's he's within uh, 12 months of me in either direction is my uh, guess. Uh, born, is, in 19, uh, yep. born in 1983. Yes, yep. he's six months to the day. Uh, exactly, younger than me. And his name Jonah Hill Feldstein, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well I knew that because Beanie Feldstein. Yes, his sister. Yes, did not change her name. That's true. All right. Uh, so uh, who are you voting for between uh, Jonah Feldstein and uh, Diane Keaton? Yeah, I feel like this is like the worst matchup we've had so far. I mean, like mm. one of them is. By the way, like, uh, hold on. Ironically, Diane Keaton born Diane Hall, so it could be Hall against Hill. Hall versus Hill. Yeah, and um, then she, then she's most famous for any Hall. So. Very, very <laughs> <laughs> the coincidences just don't end. Yes, exactly. Um, like she's not even really in the show. Like it's just her voice. He's like he what's he he's like a two second thing like he's one of the people like in the spite store yeah. like you know on the news right yes exactly so like I feel like I'm gonna give it to Jonah Hill just because like he, at least he's in the show mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's my vote Dan Keen a member of the ninety Yugov club club by the way known by uh, at least nine in ten Americans according to Yugov uh, Jim who are you voting for here. Yeah, I've got to go with Jonah Hill as well. I, I think right. whoever comes out of here anyway is, is going to have a tough time going on with how small these parts are. But All right, yeah. so let's get to, to the last first-round matchup on this side of the bracket. It's Woody Harrelson against Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis is really her and, and Judge Judy, based on, if you don't call her Judge Judy, but if you refer to her exclusively as Judy Shinelin, or Shinelin, are really the two people like who I was like, I was looking at some like, why did we put Mila like was Mila Kunis really more famous um in 2020 when she does her spite uh, spite store than Ted Danson was in 2000? Yeah. I don't think she was. I'm not sure how she got in this club. Um I agree with that. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised she's a good in here. Now I I say that and then I will note this. 
Uh, Mila Kunis's YouGov score, 86, which is one of the higher ones. Uh And she had the number one uh, Google rank of everybody from 2020, which includes like Jonah Hill and which includes Sean Penn, who I thought was like super famous. So um, Mila Kunis, more searches than all of them. I don't know if that's because she's an attractive woman and people are looking for pictures. I don't know what it's about. Uh, But (laughs) I mean, Mila Kunis is more famous than Sean Penn, like getting Googled more than Sean Penn and than Jonah Hill. Like that doesn't surprise you. That really surprised me unless I'm living in a bubble. I don't know. Did she have a scandal at the time or something? Yeah, I, I don't know. Or, or I don't know. When did she just, get divorced from um from uh, Ashton Kutcher? Weren't they married? They they did they get divorced? Oh, did I don't know. Maybe I'm making these up. I don't know. I'm looking. I her, like her, Mila Kunis. Her Wikipedia page just says married 2015. Okay. I, I like Black Swan. I like Family Guy. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a big Mila Kunis fan. I'm a, um I'm just surprised that that, she, that she's Black Swan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like she's she's yeah, yeah. the she's the main she's, the she's one of the two right? swans. Yeah, there's yeah, always yeah, two yeah. swans. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I, I was thinking yeah. I was thinking you were confusing her with Natalie Portman. That's what. Right. No, no. Other swans. <laughs> yes, I dressed up as the black swan for premiere. All right, so Woody Harrelson <laughs> is um um just short of the of the ninety club on you. He's at eighty nine. Yeah, I mean this is a blowout, right? A blowout I think, I think this is the Woody? biggest blowout we've had, right? For Woody. Woody versus Mila Kunis, yeah. yeah. Okay, even though Mila uh, getting more Google searches than Woody. I know. I don't care about that. Yeah. I mean, okay. I guess I, I guess I should, but I don't know. It, just, uh, that seems, it, it seems it seems wrong to me. Okay, I'm voting for Woody. Also. But I guess we I, I guess we should listen back to why we put her in to begin with. But maybe we were like, oh, because she's really famous by objective <laughs> metrics. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so that was the season finale, of course, with all the spite stores. Yeah. And we 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 put in some of those people. But not others of those people. So just as a reminder of the people who to appear on that episode, we got Sean Penn. He's in Jonah Hill. He's in Mila Kunis. He's in uh, Hoda Kotob and Savannah Guthrie. Not in, and Josh Mankiewicz. Not in. And then we also have Paul Shear and Chaz Bono playing characters. Um, uh, just so yeah, a lot of big celebrities there. Now this is Josh Charlie. Mankiewicz. Who is he, or who is he on the show? Who is who is he? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> I, guess that's why, I guess that's why he's not in the Ted Dancer. He's an American journalist. He's <laughs> been reporting Ted, for, he's been reporting for Dateline. Oh, like he, was like he was like the news anchor. He was like no, 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 no. The news anchor guy is Rick Chambers. Oh, why is he not in the Ted Dancer Club? No, he's in the Richard Lewis Club. Yeah, okay. Oh, so is Josh Mankiewicz. He's in the Richard Lewis Club. Okay, perfect. Oh, okay. Yes, he should. Fine, good, good. Yeah, but he's been on Dateline since 1995, <laughs> so he's been on TV for most of our lives. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So Woody Harrelson, J- Jonah Hill. Pothead versus Pothead, a uh, big matchup here in the second round. Jim, which way are you going? I, I've got to go with Woody Harrelson. I mean, it's the Ted Danson Club. If, mm-hmm. it, so, and, and yeah, he's, he's more famous. Oh, I thought you meant because he's friends with Ted Danson, fellow Cheers alum to the Ted Danson. Well, well that's for a, both, that both all, reasons. Yeah. Okay, yes, sure. yes. Okay. Uh, what about you? Yeah, likewise. Um, yeah. Okay. Woody, Woody, Woody crushes Jonah Hill. All right. Okay, let's get to a very interesting Elite Eight matchup, I think. Woody Harrelson against Ben Stiller. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to keep riding Woody here. Um, I, I think this is close, but first of all, it's like his name is Woody. Like, that's like a huge factor, right? Like, it's just like you don't even need to know his full name. If you're just like, oh, Ben, like, you have no idea what that means. But When you hear like, Woody, oh, you think Woody Harrelson? You think Woody Woodpecker? Woody from Toy Story, like yeah, Woody. Woody ha- I mean, Harrelson. I I was gonna say Woody Allen is what comes to mind first. Honestly, oh, interesting. I forgot about him. Yeah, I guess. Um, Woody Guthrie, but that's really for the olds, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Woody Harrelson is like the the one that people just like refer to as Woody. Like people, like I feel like they always call him Woody Allen, like his full name. Whereas like Woody Harrelson, I feel like is just often referred to it's as just Woody. Woody and right. Bob Pilger. Well, you want to guess Woody Harrelson's first name, by the way? Oh, I have no his clue. Birth. Patrick Woodrow. Woodrow. Oh, okay. I thought it would be something totally random. Um, 
Woody Allen is uh, Haywood. Oh, is Allen Stewart Konisberg? Uh, he changes it, so but he changes name. He changes name to Haywood Allen. So Haywood versus Woodrow. Okay. All right. Okay. So so you're voting for Woody. What about you, Jim? Yeah. I, I've got to go with Ben Stiller. Okay. I think, uh, I think uh, just to mix things up a bit and and. I, I really liked Ben Stiller's plot in the show, so I'm going with yeah. that. Yeah, uh, two two of the ten most famous um, members of the club, according to YouGov, uh, Ben Stiller uh, just edges Woody. He's at 92 to 89. Um, hard to compare because one was on the show in 2021, one was on the show in 2004. So uh, you know, hard to compare era versus era. I think Ben Stiller certainly was bigger in 2004. He was already like a movie star, I think, at that time. Uh, but you know, although Woody's been around forever. When I was giving his cell for Woody, I was thinking towards Ben, but now that the ultimate like decision is on me, I have to go Woody. I don't know. I'm just going Woody. So uh, I, I edge Woody. But yeah, this is, the I think, the closest matchup we've had so far in this highly consequential uh, Mishigas that we're talking about here. So that gives us the final four matchup of Mel Brooks against Woody Harrelson. We'll come back to Let's go to the other side of the bracket. Let's, do uh, it. let's go to uh, sports and politics. That's our region. Sports and politics. And we got a first round matchup against Judy Scheinland, Judge Judy to you, um, uh, versus Michael Bloomberg. That's Mayor Bloomberg to you. Uh, who are you voting for here, uh, Judge Judy or, or Mayor Bloomberg? I'm going to give it to the one who just gave, I think, $80 million or something to uh, Magin David Adom. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good cause. Judge Judy is very annoying. Um, yeah, she just endorsed Nikki uh, Nikki Haley for president. I saw. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. whatever. Honestly, <laughs> let that happen. I don't even care. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're both. Are they the two richest people on this list? Um, Jerry Seinfeld probably has plenty of money. Shaq has. I mean, all these people have plenty of money. Yeah. Right? No. I mean, it's, Bloomberg yeah. is clearly the richest. You think yeah. Judge Judy is the second richest? I mean, wasn't she making like hundreds of millions of dollars? Let's. Uh, Judy, Shinelin, net worth. Do you want to give a guess either one before I give you the number? Um, I'll say four million. Yeah, I was going to say four hundred million. Forbes says four hundred and eighty million. So you can add your numbers together, guys. Okay, so I definitely don't think that's number one. I I think for sure Shaq has more money than her. Yeah. Um, I would guess Rosie O'Donnell has more money than her. What has Rosie done exactly? Didn't she like have a sh- uh, show for a while? I would say, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Kimmel has more money than her. Sha- Shaquille O'Neal net worth. Uh, now this is from Celebrity Net Worth, which is slightly less uh, less accurate than Forbes, <laughs> but they have him as worth five hundred million. So I mean, just Close. barely, barely, Close. barely edging. And again, and we know Forbes, those are these are official numbers. But yes, exactly. Uh, Forbes and Celebrity Net Worth both are, are always one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, uh, I think Seinfeld for sure has more than her. Yeah, I think Seinfeld is the other one that came to mind. Yeah, for me, I think I think that Judge Judy's probably like top five though. Yeah, she's definitely up there. Yeah. Um. All right. So you're voting um for for the mayor, uh, the would be president, not the uh, presidential endorser. Uh, what about you, Jim? Yeah, I've gone with Bloomberg too. Yeah, and also Judge Judy is just on the show, like uh, playing like like as Judge Judy. Remember, Larry goes on a Judge Judy episode, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, which is funny, but like it'd be more fun to sort of see her outside. Uh, you know, take off the robes, Judy. Let's see you as Judy Scheinman. Um, Whereas, Michael, although Michael Bloomberg is playing the mayor, is acting as the mayor also actually when he's on the show. So, and he throws Larry out of New York, which is seems as illegal as most of the ridiculous rulings that Judge Judy has on her show. So, all right, next next matchup we got here in this region, sports and politics, is our two sportsmen, Shaquille O'Neal against John McEnroe. John McEnroe, he loves that freak book. Shaq, he just loves playing. Uh, what are they playing? Scattergories? What's the game they're playing? Categories, yeah. Categories, yeah. Jim, who are you voting for here? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've got to go with Shaq. The, uh, 
he he again i i just i think i liked his plot line better mac and mac and was was really good in that cab if i remember right yeah, but, yeah. Uh, he throws, yeah he throws the morning uh, family out who are only speaking like three or something so so yeah um, this this is a tough matchup but but yeah i'll go shack jim as a scientist i have a i have a purely scientific question for you uh, peanut butter <laughs> dairy product right peanut butter butter <laughs> Yeah, I, I think not. Mm, yeah, the, oh, the trainer was the trainer was cheating. At, at not the trainer, the doctor, the team the doctor. doctor. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, all right. So you're, you're voting uh, for Shaq over Mac. Uh, what about you, Av? Yeah, you got to go Shaq here. I mean, it's crazy that Shaq was on the show and he was so funny on the show. Like that. That's category C. And it's season two. It's early, early. Yeah. Right? It's early on in the show, and he is uh, the second most famous person according to YouGov uh, behind. Um, are, oh, no, no, sorry, no, he's no, he's he's fifth most famous. I apologize, fifth most oh. famous. Okay. Um, yes, I, I mentioned who's second most. That's the only person that's far. Um, I was gonna vote for McEnroe. I think that he, he's in an all-time episode. The Shaq episode is is okay. I mean, Shaq is a more central part of the episode. The episode is called Shaq, literally. But uh, I would vote for Mac here. But I lose two to one. That's okay. Um, and the final first round matchup in this region of sports and politics, we have Sean Penn. Uh, you know, known largely for his activism, I think, in, in recent years, going up against Dr. Phil, whose full name is Phil McGraw. And uh, I, I did the searches for Phil McGraw, not Dr. Phil. Again, one is the show, one is the actual person. Sean Penn versus Dr. Phil. Uh, how are you voting here? I'm going to go with Sean Penn here. I mean, I think neither of these roles in the show are very notable. So I'll just kind of default to who do I like more? And it's definitely not Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about you, Jim? Yeah, they're they're both problematic in their own ways, but uh, yeah, Doctor Phil, I can't stand either. So I've, I'm going with Sean Penn. Yeah, I basically agree with you guys. Neither one has a particular memorable role on the show. Um, neither one I, I really love for various reasons, but I'll vote for Sean Penn also. Now in the second round, it's Sean Penn against Shaq. Is this uh, just uh, the same result as if they played basketball? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Yep, so we can, yep. We can move on. And then uh we have Michael Bloomberg going up in the Sweet 16 against first round by recipient Rosie O'Donnell. Two uh, enemies of uh Donald Trump here and Rosie O'Donnell and Michael <laughs> and Bloomberg. And enemies of Larry David. And enemies certainly enemies. Of, well, I would say that uh frenemies for for Rosie probably. They know. But um, they were very close in the number of electoral votes. They won the 2020 election. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Rosie O'Donnell is the third most famous person in America on our list. 94% of Americans know her. Michael Bloomberg ran for ma- ran for president, only known by 84% of Americans. Uh, obviously, he only ran in the primary among, you know, 16 other Democrats, whatever. Um, so so Rosie beats him there. That's why she has the first round by. Uh, who are you voting for between Rosie and, and, and Bloomberg? Two famous New Yorkers. There's one person who can beat Michael Bloomberg. Only Rosie O'Donnell. Um, she had answers. Yeah, Rose, Rosie on Curb is iconic. Um, mm. Bloomberg is like a throwaway little thing. Um, and like, I think she's famous enough. Like, she had her daytime show. She's done a whole bunch of stuff over the years. She's, you know, worn many different hats. Um, and she's just so great on Curb as a, a Larry enemy. So you disagree with LD when he says tie goes to the hetero? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's a tie. If it was a tie, it was a tie. Oh, Rosie blows Michael Bloomberg out of the water. All right, what about you, Jim? What do you say? Yeah, I've got to agree with off there. Rosie by a mile. Mm, okay, so if it's Rosie by a mile, we now have uh, an Irish on Irish, uh, uh, based on their last <laughs> names anyway, elite, elite eight matchup between Rosie O'Donnell, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, both of them tremendous athletes. We see Rosie playing catcher in softball in Central Park on curb. Uh, Shaq, we we never see him playing sports actually on curb. We just see him jogging on towards uh, an attempt to play sports, and he trips <laughs> and falls before he ever actually plays. Um, and so interesting matchup here. 
uh, Rosie against Shaq. Jim, who are you voting for here to go into the final four? Yeah, this is a tough one again. Um, while, while Shaq's early early entry was, was important to the show, I feel like Rosie's multiple episodes um, and her, her plot line, again, I think was, was a lot of fun. So I'm going with Rosie. And these are two of the top five most famous, according to YouGov. Rosie is third. Shaq is fifth. Again, the fact that Shaq is only fifth, the fact that he's only second in the Google Trends, that shocks me. Like, how is Shaq not? I mean, not, not really. How is Shaq not one of those five most famous people in America, like, total, right? Not just in the Ted Dancing Club. Like, he's so iconic. Like, there's, there's nobody else who looks like Shaq. You know. <laughs> um, really and also, yeah. his name is Shaq. Like. Yeah. <laughs> his, I mean, his name. I mean, look at all the Shaqs in sports now because their parents probably liked Shaq 30 years ago. So, anyway. Um, Av, who are you voting for? Yeah, O'Donnell versus O'Neal. It's a fun, uh, it's fun. Like, can, we, can we merge them together and vote mm. for like Shaquille O'Donnell? Yeah. Um, Ooh, interesting. Or Rosie O'Neal. I bet you there's more Rosie O'Neills out there than Shaquille uh, O'Donnell. I agree. I agree. With that. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, uh, this is very, this is tough. I feel like my heart says Shaq and my head is saying Rosie. Um, I think I'm going to go with my head here. I think I think we're going to go Rosie here. I think she I think she is really 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 famous. Um and I think the fact that she is like a real character on the show much more so than Shaq. Um you know, definitely plays to her favor, but like Shaq also just kind of like captures the whole essence of a curb cameo because it's like so random that like Shaq was on the show. Like Rosie O'Donnell's like she's an actress, like she's in show business. Like it's like it's like in in the play that she would be in something like this. Whereas like Shaq, it's like how did they get Shaq to be on Curb in season two? It's crazy. Um, going back and forth. Um, you know what? I'm switching my vote. I'm gonna go with Shaq. I'm going with mm. Shaq. Going to Shaq now. Rosie O'Donnell almost strikes me. By the way, when you go to Wikipedia page, it tells you this is the article about the Entertainer. If you want to know about Emmett Rosie O'Donnell Jr., the Air Force General. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's two Rosie O'Donnells. There's the Air Force General. So, yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, Rosie is someone, to me, who's sort of famous for being famous, right? Like, like she was she was a, a famous comedian before I was really following comedy and, like, in, you know, these famous movies sort of before my time. And then – and now she's on The View or whatever, which is I never watch. So she's just sort of always been famous. I'm not really sure why. Wikipedia describes her first as an American comedian, second as a television producer – Third is an actress, fourth is an author, and fifth as a television personality. I don't know if necessarily that's the sequence of, of significance or, or you know what, what their standards or methods are there. So it comes down to me. This is a tough one. I agree with you, Av. Shaq coming on the show I think was just so important for the show. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Rosie because, yeah, Rosie is – she just – she belongs to Curb more. And I know this isn't the come with guy bracket. This is the the uh, the Ted Dancing Club bracket. But that means that there's no definition, so do whatever you want. So I'm voting for <laughs> Rosie. But uh, um, this is – we've had some real tough matchups here in the later rounds of the tournament, which I guess is how it should be. Let's go to our final region, which is TV stars, because no one we've mentioned yet is a TV star. Um, and we're going to start with uh, the man himself, Ted Danson, going up against David Schwimmer. And here is where I have for you wow. guys a a shocking take, uh, shocking to me anyway, uh, Ted Danson of the 10 members of the Ted Danson Club from the first four seasons of Curb. The last in Google Trends. Ted Danson is searched for less than anybody. Uh, the order of those 10, by the way, Alanis Morissette, number one, Shaq, number two, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, number three, Ben Stiller, number four, Diane Keaton, number five, 
Um, Mel Brooks, number six. Julie Louis-Dreyfus, number seven. David Schwimmer, who we're talking about right here, number eight. Uh, Martin Scorsese, number nine. And Tedanza, number ten. Uh, also, Schwimmer being eight really shocks me because like this is like the final season of Friends, and you think it'd be sort of like peak uh, Schwimmer time. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it's who's more uh, who, who's advancing in the Ted Danson? David Schwimmer, uh, basically at the top of his game on Friends versus Ted Danson uh, here in the two thousands in his uh, post Becker days or whatever it was. Um, not that we're doing it by fame, we're doing it by whatever we want. Uh, Schwimmer comes in, replaces Ben Stiller, obviously on the producers, takes it all the way to Broadway. Uh, Ted Danson just you know always a thorn in Larry's side. Jim, our guest, who are you voting for here? Yeah, and this one, well, first off, I think it's not all that surprising that Ted Danson's last on Google Trends because you're trying to pick people that are more famous than Ted Danson. So hopefully they are getting more Google searches than Ted Danson. Right. Yeah. If, be, I guess. Being technical about it, if we, were, if we were doing it right, Ted Danson should, should be literally last. be the least famous person in the club. Yes. Well, well, he is according to Google Trends. So it worked. There you go. Ab yeah. and I are actually geniuses without even knowing it. <laughs> oh, we knew it. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I, and, Based mostly on that, and just and also the fact that to me it's a little bit odd that Ted Danson is in his own club. I I, I didn't un, didn't realize that. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, so I'm going with David Schwimmer. Well, Ty goes to the hetero. He said so. <laughs> he makes it in against himself. Uh, so you're voting for Schwimmer. Schwimmer, by the way, edges Ted Danson today, 89 to 87 according to YouGov, which surprises me. I would think more people know Ted Danson. Like Schwimmer is really only friends. Um, and I feel like Ross Geller was more famous than David Schwimmer, right? Whereas Ted Danson, I think probably um, because he's been like on more than like uh, yes, he he was Sam Malone, but I feel like he was he's so many other things that he's known. I, Ted Danson's more famous than Sam Malone, right? Now he is, um, yeah. yeah. Maybe not in the eighties, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, All right, okay. So you're voting for Schwimmer, Av. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say you know when you compare David Schwimmer to Ted Danson, there's only one conclusion. He's worse. Much, much worse. <laughs> so you're voting for Danson. I'm voting Danson. All right. Interesting. The winner of this matchup, by the way, in the next round is going to go up against Jerry Seinfeld. So it's really like the alpha male character on the number one NBC sitcom of the 80s against the 90s against the 2000s. Um, funny how that worked out. Um, Schwimmer versus Danson. I, I really don't know who to vote for here. Uh, I don't like when I make myself third because then I have to decide. I got too much pressure on me. I will... Um, I'm I'm gonna vote I'm gonna vote for uh for for Danson I think but um yeah. I was really undecided there uh, it doesn't matter I have Jerry Seinfeld beating them both Jerry Seinfeld who first appears on the show of course in in season four the same season as David Schwimmer because he shows up to watch the show um, on Broadway and he, right. uh, he yeah he shrugs and leaves when uh, when it's a complete fuck up or so he thinks um, although the crowd apparently loves it um, much to uh, Mel Brooks's chagrin so uh, Jerry Seinfeld gets to Danson to me there's a blowout I say easily to, uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, you got. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. You got to go Okay. Yeah. Just to All go right. back for a second, though, I, th I think David Schwimmer has to be happy that you just called him an alpha male. So if, if yeah. nothing else, yeah, that, that doesn't happen that's often. True. I was gonna let it go. I'm glad you. Well, know. he's the he's the he's the he's the number one male star of Friends now. I mean, the I, the female stars are bigger for sure. Like Jennifer Aniston, Rachel is the number one star. But I just he, think there is no clear, and he's certainly not an alpha male. Like they're they're alpha he, males. He, you, he, he, if you had to rank the stars of Friends, you don't think he's number one among the three guys? He, he might be the first lead, but that doesn't make him an alpha male. <laughs> oh, yes, he's not an alpha male for sure, but he's the first lead is what I meant, yes. yes he does not give off alpha male energy. <laughs> I guess Joey is the alphaist of those guys. Yeah, honestly, and this is Jerry Steinfeld so much. Um, certainly not like the way Ted Danson does. Yes. Right. Um, even though, yeah, Jerry dates like every single attractive woman in the 90s basically on his show. Um, where he's a where he's a very famous comedian or a somewhat famous comedian. We're not sure. You know how famous Jerry Seinfeld is? According to YouGov, he's the most famous member of this club. 
more famous than every other person on this list. 96% of Americans today in 2023, which I guess means yesterday, not today, know who Jerry Seinfeld is more than everyone else, more than Ben Stiller, more than Ben Affleck, more than uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Sean Penn, Rosie O'Donnell. My guess was going to be Kimmel. Um, yeah, Kimmel, Kimmel's out there. Kimmel's number four, mm-hmm. um, very high up there. I, I would have, I think I would have guessed probably, um, Ben Affleck, who's number two. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm surprised it's Jerry Seinfeld cause he's really just done the one thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that it's called Seinfeld helps a lot and it's like sure. literally like mm-hmm. it's considered like the most successful comedy yeah. of all time. Like it, yeah. it, everyone knows Seinfeld, even if you haven't seen it, like mm. you've heard of Seinfeld, his name is Seinfeld. I guess. He's yeah. very famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very famous. Uh, even your dad knows who he is. Yeah, he was one of the few. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> our very first, uh, our very fa- last first round matchup of this entire silly bracket. It's Michael J. Fox, sitcom star from the '80s, against Julia Louis Dreyfus, sitcom star from the '90s and beyond. Um, Jim, which way are you going in this matchup? Yeah. Again, this is sort of a tough one because clearly Julia Louis Dreyfus has the ties to Curb and the, probably the the more famous plot line it, you know one of the most famous plot lines in the show plus there are very few women in this bracket mm. but alex but like the, said advancing the women but, but yes yes I, I i know but but michael j fox playing against type um is it, it, so memorable where julie louis dreyfus really was playing not all that far from her character on seinfeld so it just to me the michael j fox um run was more fun so i'm going with that there's only eight women in the bracket you're right there um i am going to vote for jld and send it over to av i went to the knicks timberwolves game at madison square garden last week and as we're going up the escalator there's like a a, 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 there's a big picture of michael j fox on the floor at a game he's a famous knicks fan and next to me on the elevator was another Timberwolves father and son actually fan. So I don't know if they're from New York, from Minnesota, where they're from. A, a dad and a kid who's about 10 or 11. And the, and the kid is looking at him and he says, who's Michael J. Fox? And the dad says, he's an actor. And the son says, that's it? And then the dad says, he's also famous for having a disease. And then the kid's like, what's the disease? And the father says, well, it makes him shake a lot, which is all accurate information. Nothing he said is inaccurate. It was just, it was a funny conversation to be eavesdropping on. Um, Although the shaking really plays a a critical role in Curve, obviously. Yeah, yeah, the soda. Yes, shakes up the soda. Um, Was it the Parkinson's or or was it just a coincidence? No, he's just an asshole. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, this, this, I mean, I guess this is close. I don't. The problem for me, it's like, what 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 year are we in there? It's like 2010, 2012. For who? For Michael J. Fox. He's on the show in 2011. 2011. Okay, so yeah. pretty close. Um, that that's the underlying issue for me. Like, if this is like, if we're somehow getting like 1986, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> You know, that's a different story. Also, once uh, he gets Parkinson's, you're no longer interested in him. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, he's not at his best. Michael J. Fox is not sending us his best. Um. Julia Louis, Louis Dreyfus. I always mispronounce her game, name. I know. Um, yeah, she's still like she's still pretty much in her prime. I mean, like Veep is is it even on yet at that point, or it's just the starting? I don't even think it's on yet. Um, so like she's like right in the middle smack of her, her career, right in the meaty part of the curve. Um, and she's in a bunch of episodes. She's just incredible. She's so charming um, in everything, and especially on Curb. I really think she's awesome on Curb. Um, so I'm gonna advance her for now. All right. Okay. So JLD advances there on a two to one matchup. 
And uh, she goes up against our last buy holder, Jimmy Kimmel, who I've correctly guessed is one of the most famous, uh, number four in fame with 94%. Um, you know, he has a show on TV every night, I guess, right now. That's a uh, way to be pretty famous. So Jimmy Kimmel against JLD. I'm voting for JLD here, though, because in the world of Curb, uh, yeah. she is more famous than he is. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like his, what was he? He He's like announces the fought well, right? Like, or yeah, he, yes, it, it's on, it's on Larry goes on the Jimmy Kimmel show to talk about fought with a musical. And, uh, yeah, Got shockingly it. that does not go well. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we don't even need you, Jim. Um, we both vote for JLD. Uh, sorry, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, in and out. And that means that here in the elite eight, we have a Seinfeld on Seinfeld matchup, Julia Lewis Dreyfus against Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, who's winning? Who is the better Ted Danson Club member? Whatever the hell that means. Jim, now you get to vote first to ensure you get to vote. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's a tough one here. I mean, it's it's great that the bracket fell this way, that we get these two titans from Seinfeld going against each other. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've got to go with Jerry. Um, just just because he's Jerry. It, it's... Uh, he had a, they both had a lot of great uh, great lines and curb, but yeah, I'm going with Jerry. Uh, what about you? Yeah, you got to go Jerry here. Jerry is so good by doing so little, even on on curb. Like he's just there to just like react to Larry, and it's so perfect. Um, and it's Jerry Seinfeld, like how you know Jerry Seinfeld's making the final four. Yeah, I was actually going to vote for JLD because I just think she's bigger in the world of Curb. Like, she shows up in season two in The Wire right away early on. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, her and Jason Alexander appear years before. It was just sort of assumed, oh, Jerry, of course, will never be on the show. Such that even when they go to New York where Jerry already lives, he agrees to be on the show for like five seconds. Like about as long as uh, as Larry David was on this podcast. Um, and then, of course, then he comes later in season seven and the whole season is about, you know, largely about him. And he gets more screen time than JLD that season. And he has iconic moments, of course. Uh, my favorite being the the joke, probably, um, um, from Super Dave. But um, yeah, I just think JLD is sort of consistently more a part of the show, so I would vote for her. But but Jerry's fine as well. Our final four: Mel Brooks, Woody Harrelson, Rosie O'Donnell, and Jerry Seinfeld. Four people, all of whom are more Ted Danson than Ted Danson himself. Who will be the champion of our Ted Danson bracket? Let's go back to the other side first. Mel Brooks against Woody Harrelson. Uh, Titans here, Jim. Who are you voting for? Yeah, well, well, I I'm tempted to vote for Woody just again because it's the Ted Danson Club and and the Cheers connection, and the fact that Woody Harrelson really probably is more famous in this century than Mel Brooks. But Mel was better on Curb, um, and and obviously he's more of a titan of comedy. So I'm going with Mel. Mm. Well, it, right off the, uh, you know, on one leg, I'm I'm not like giving you his full resume to look at, but if you had to guess, sort of when was Mel Brooks's peak? Would you say? Ooh. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough. He had, he, I think he had lots of peaks. I, I would probably go with Spaceballs, but but that's just because I'm a kid of the '80s. But his peak was probably probably the '70s or '60s, really. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the '70s probably. I was gonna say late like, '70s, early '80s, but yeah, yeah it's it's yeah, I think probably. Um, yeah, that like Blazing Saddles is what '74. So yeah, Blazing Saddles is '74. Um, and then from there, all the way, Young Frankenstein comes next. Um, then he, um, then he does. When does Spaceballs come along? That's in the 80s at some point, right? Right. Um, 
Uh, Spaceballs is 87. Oh, yeah, quite a bit later. Um, Robin Amendment. It would have been interesting yeah. if Spaceballs had come out in the 70s. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It would have been uh, prophetic. Yes. It would have been quite impressive. Um, all right. So, so we, uh, okay. So you're voting for Mel Brooks. Uh, what about you? This is tight. Um, this is tight. Um, I do want to keep things a little bit interesting, though. So I'm I'm kind of like for all the reasons that like Jim considered Woody. Um, I I do think the Ted Danson thing because I get the part of this is like who best represents the essence of Ted Danson in some way. Um, and you got Woody Harrelson right there. I know we had Ted Danson right there, but I didn't even know he was in the club. Um, and the the Mel Brooks character is more more curb. It's more iconic. But I think the Woody character was also kind of fun. Um, I think it was making fun of the right types of people. Um, in a lot of ways that I enjoyed. Um. And um, I, I do I do think that Woody Harrelson is probably just more famous than Mel Brooks at pretty much any point, um, 1990 onwards, maybe even. Um, having your name be Woody, I think, is just like a, a huge leg up. <laughs> hmm. uh, by the way, I just Googled Mel Brooks, Ted Danson, just to see sort of what the top thing would be. Uh, <laughs> n- number two on my list was a Time Magazine article of the 12 best Curb Enthusiasm cameos of all time actually. But right above that is the Buffalo News with a headline, Just How Funny Would Ted Danson Be Without Writers? American Comedy Awards and so uh, inspires list vying for uh, America's Funniest. So they are implying that maybe Ted Danson, this guy reads from the cards, uh, whereas Mel Brooks (laughs) is coming up with the funny himself. Um, That's an um, although that's Mel Brooks to Ted Danson, sorry, but Woody Harrelson uh, also reading for the cards. I was getting a look confused. Who we were talking about there for a second? Um, I didn't need to uh, Google Woody Harrelson and Ted Danson. I know how they're connected. Obviously, I'm gonna vote for Mel Brooks also, just because I don't know. Season four, my favorite season, and, and, and Mel Brooks sort of a such a, a, a significant role there in that season. So I'll vote for Mel also. But yeah, very close, which is how it should be here in the late rounds. Uh, who will Mel face in the finals? Will it be Rosie O'Donnell or will it be Jerry Seinfeld? Uh, if you go first here. Rosie versus Jerry, as it was always. Uh, yeah, two hilarious nice comedy friends you know, going back to the clubs in the seventies, and you know, all the way together. Yeah, um, I feel like at the end of the day, Rosie O'Donnell is like a more memorable curb character than Jerry Seinfeld was. Jerry was kind of just like there on season seven. Like Jason was causing more of a stir. Julia's, I mean, it was kind of like, you know, the real show. Um, Jerry was kind of just like in the background. Um, you know, certainly the season is very memorable, but I don't think that like Jerry's role in the season is as memorable as Rosie O'Donnell is in Curb. So I'm going to give her my votes. All right. What about go, you, Jim? I'm going to go the other way with that. Um, I agree the actual... What he actually did on the show may not have been as memorable, but just the fact that he allowed the Seinfeld reunion to happen and yeah. turned it into a curb episode, turned it into a curb arc, and it worked so well. You know, one one of the best seasons of the show, definitely. Um, just the fact that he, you know, it it didn't seem like he would ever come back to TV in in that fashion, and and he he allowed it to happen. I've got to go with Jerry. Mm. Um, in the spirit of our, our friends, Av, excuse me, Akiva and Rob on their other podcast, I asked ChatGBT. I oh, said, no. I oh, said, who's no. better, Rosie O'Donnell or Jerry Seinfeld? ChatGBT said, I don't have personal opinions. They're both accomplished entertainers, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, but if you had to, who would you pick? And they would not give it to me. So I said, okay, who would win in a fight between them? <laughs> right? Because we've seen a lot of fights between LD and Rosie. Yeah. Uh, ChatGBT says, it's not appropriate or productive, 
to speculate, make assumptions about physical con- confrontations. Um, both Rosie O'Donnell and Jerry Seinfeld are talented entertainers. Um, it, uh, if you have any other non-violent questions or topics, yeah. ask ask who better represents the so, essence. And I of said, Ted I said, who, I said, who do you think is closer with Ted Danson? So they okay. said, I don't have any access to personal information. It's so a real-time information. Oh, my God. Fuck you, Kat. Would the Kat so, like, stop answering questions? Make a decision. Like, um, if there are specific public collaborations or information that you're interested in, I can try to read details based on that information. So ChatGPT, completely no help here, which means it's up to me. Um, this is this is a really tough matchup. Um, I think I, I would have voted for JLD over both of them, but that's not who I have in front of me. I have Jerry. I have Rosie. Um, I, yeah, I just I think of Jerry as like – a guy from Seinfeld who sort of makes a couple of appearances as like as a favor to his friend. Um, whereas I feel like Rosie is like really in the world of Curb. Like she she's an active friend of Larry's from season to season. She comes, she goes, she's still around. I'm going to vote for Rosie. Rosie O'Donnell against Mel Brooks, the finals of our Ted Dancing Club. Uh, if you go first here, who, who should be the winner of this uh, bracket that we've done today? Um, I... Th- this is very good. This is very good. Um, I'm gonna go with Mel Brooks. Um, I, I think he, I think he represents kind of like the stack of all the different things we we've been talking about this entire podcast of like what makes you at the top of the mountain of the Ted Danson Club. Um, he's got the name. He's got the fame. He's got the comedy chops. Um, he was an awesome character on the show. Probably the best season of the show. And like he was like very central to it. Um, I think we got to go Bell Brooks here. Yeah, Jim, what are I, your thoughts? The yeah, uh, they're they're both great antagonists for for Larry. Um, but uh, yeah, I I pretty much agree with with Av. It's it's Mel Brooks kind of going away here. Wow, going away. Oh, so you don't even need my vote. Mel Brooks with uh with the two nothing victory doesn't even need to go to go doesn't even need to go to game three. Congratulations, Mel Brooks. You are the Ted Danson winner. Oh, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> no, <it> does. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, listen, uh, we uh, any speculation? Uh, you want to drop any names? If you had a guess, uh, who's going to be a, a hot new member of the Ted Danson Club on season twelve? With, without relying on information you may have Googled. Do you want to just... I'm not aware of any stuff? information. Um, I mean, we're just making stuff up now. Make stuff up. <laughs> yeah. Th- this would be a good question for chat GPT. <laughs> Well, if, if, it's, if there's anything out there, they might know. Yeah. I don't know what ChatGPT has access to. So if I say, like, I don't have access to like the files or the scripts or curb <laughs> that haven't been released yet. Um, I have no idea. I'm not going to guess. It's a random celebrity based on nothing. All right. I just asked. I said, who would be a good famous person to do a cameo on season 12 of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Okay. Oh, well, you're not going to like it. Casting decisions for television shows are subjective. <laughs> and oh, wait, no. We did get an answer. Possible choices might include Tina Fey, Steve Carell, Oh, Amy Poehler. Okay. Will Ferrell. So they're really focusing on people who are sort of inherently funny already. I don't think Will Ferrell will be on. I could see Tina Fey. Yeah, I would say Tina Fey is the most likely of those four. I agree with you there. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. ChatGPT disappoint. We're up to ChatGPT 3.5 right now, but still not. Going I would be pretty floored if if Will Ferrell showed up on Curb. Yeah. Well, then we know ChatGPT didn't send information, even though it claims not to have learned anything since January of 2022. Yeah, I don't know if my brain can process like Larry David and Will Ferrell being on like my screen at the same time. Like, it just like doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, um, what are they going to talk about? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, thank you so much, Jim. Uh, Jim, anything you want to plug before you would depart us uh, from us here on Pretty 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 Good? No, I've I've got nothing to plug except maybe the the thirty two fans related chats. I guess that's that's about 
where I spent too much time as it is. <laughs> the right amount of time. <laughs> and uh, Av, we, Av, we will be back next week. Um, I'm trying to remember. What are, what's our – oh, next week we are doing the uh, – we're, we're doing a, the top 10 episode countdown, right? Yeah, we're doing – yeah, we're going to do the top 10 episodes and kind of do um, – yeah, it's kind of like a break a breakdown of those ten episodes. I guess we'll talk about what we're gonna yeah. do. Yeah, we'll talk about the uh, the top ten episodes of Curb based on the votes of me, Av, and the listeners to this here podcast and the guests. For some of them, for many of them, for most of those episodes, I think actually had guests. Uh, guests tend to uh, give their own episode. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Get a life, Jews.